Episode of the Fire and Water Podcast, the official podcast of FirestormFan.com and AquamanShrine.net. I am one of your hosts, Rob Kelly from the Aquaman Shrine, and of course, if I'm doing the intro, that means my partner Shag's not here with me. But I have an able, more than able guest host, returning champ Mike Bailey. Michael, thanks for coming back and doing the show. Uh, it's a pleasure as always, sir. Awesome. It's been a little too long since you've been on, so I was very happy to have you on. We are going to discuss something that was just too big to ignore, which is the new Batman versus Superman, or V, I should say Batman V, to Superman trailer. Uh, it's, I, I thought about waiting a week for Shag to get back, but it's just, it's just too titanic, and I can't think of anybody more qualified to discuss this film than Mike. So, But before we get to that... Uh, we are going to thank our sponsor, Instock Trades. This episode of the Fire and Water Podcast is sponsored in part by InStockTrades.com. Instock Trades is your best online source for trades, hardcovers, and other collected editions, all for up to 45% off with free shipping for orders of $50 or more. Mike, what do you got? Well, according to Shag, I never have one of these. But, I, don't know, uh, I don't know what he's talking about when he says that. <laughs> he's, he's just making sure I'm listening, so he's just waiting for me to complain about it. No, my choice was uh, very appropriate for the subject matter. Superman, Dark Knight over Metropolis. Mm. Uh, a trade paperback that uh, me and, and my co-host of From Crisis to Crisis were uh, chomping at the bit for for a long time. We even tried to do like an email campaign to get DC to put it out. And then independent of all that, they just did it. Uh, so, but this, uh, reprints action comics annual number one, as well as the dark Knight over metropolis, uh, three part storyline that stretched over the, uh, Superman adventures of Superman in action comics. It's a great story. Uh, one of the few Batman Superman team ups of that era. And, uh, also this features one of the first appearances of the cyborg Superman in one of the stories reprinted uh-huh. in there. So uh, normally this thing's fourteen ninety nine, but thanks to the forty two percent discount, uh, you get it for eight dollars and sixty nine cents. Very nice, very nice. Uh, my pick is Superman cover to cover, which is a hardcover book. Uh, it's two hundred and forty pages of just a sort of trip hammering through all the various great covers of, of Superman comics that DC's put out over seventy years. Features work by Joe Schuster, Neil Adams, Kurt Swan, Dave Johnson, Tim Bradstreet, Mike Ringo, Alex Ross, Jim Lee, Michael Turner, Tim Sale, Gil Kane, Ed McGinnis, Joe Namath, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, uh, Charo, Charo, John Chuck. Uh, it's all kinds of great <laughs> stuff. I can never, I can never not do that now when I read a list. Um, this is just a really good book. DC did something similar for Batman, and then they did one called Cover Girls, which was all their sort of female centric comics. It's and it features quotes by some famous people like, like um, Brian Singer and Richard Donner, Brandon Routh. 
it's it's a really great art book, and it's a, I, I love these appreciations of the art form of comics, and this is this is just really a really solid book. The normal price is thirty nine ninety nine. In stock trades price is twenty three nineteen. That's forty two percent off. Uh, it is a really really solid book. So give it a look. They have it. At, they always have it at bookstores. So give it a check. Give it a give it a, a look when the next time you're in, and then get it from In Stock Trades because it's you, you won't be disappointed. So uh, we uh, thank In Stock Trades for their support and for said for these and all the other trade paper trade paperback needs visit instucktrades.com so like i said we are going to discuss the batman v superman full trailer uh mike and i had a whole other topic ready to go uh it was going to be 18th century elizabethan poetry uh which is something both dear and near and dear to mike and my heart so i had a bitch of a time finding instuck trades for that one but luckily the comic-con released warner brothers released this trailer uh so let's just jump into it i mean there's there's Mike, what did you think of it? Uh, I liked it better than the teaser trailer. Me too. Uh, I, I will say that because that teaser trailer just kind of depressed the crap out of me. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, you know, the, there, there was never going to be a time where I wasn't going to see this movie. But sure. that, one, that, trailer was, that teaser trailer was just like, uh. But this one, you know, everyone has their own takeaways, and, and I'm sure that there are some people out there that are just like diehard Batman fans that are just looking forward to watching Batman pound on, on Superman. My takeaway from it is, wow, this movie is going to make Batman look crazy. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we, we get to see a little bit more of everything from the teaser trailer. Uh, you get to see... Bruce Wayne running towards uh, a falling building in Metropolis. This is during the battle with uh, Zod. In fact, somebody actually put side by side that footage yes. with the footage of yes. Zod's heat vision going crazy, and it. Ma- I was yes. like, I was very impressed. Yeah, that that was really cool when I saw that. <laughs> uh, I was just like, okay, they are really they are doing what everybody kind of wanted them to do after Man of Steel, is that they're really dealing with the ramifications of this being the first appearance of Superman. Uh, you have Holly Hunter. It's it's really weird watching Holly Hunter being on that side of the table of uh, government being uh, down on superheroes, whereas in The Incredibles, she was on the hero oh, side right. of that. Oh, that's right. Oh, right. forgot all about that. Um, you know, you have uh, Jeremy Irons looking like he's going to be a great Alfred. <sighs> God, he, he, looks- he is not an old man Alfred. He... he- he looks like a sort of, you know, pretty fit kind of active <laughs> Alfred. Uh, we got to see uh, a lot more of Superman doing Superman stuff. Yep. Uh, saving people. That that thing with the rocket just made me happy. Like, that's, that's what you want to see Superman doing. You want Superman... You know, I, I was talking about this last night on the live show over at the Superman homepage. You know, and this is nothing against Batman. You and I like Batman quite a bit. But you know anybody can jump into a building, jump into a room, and beat up a bunch of thugs. You know that that, that that's that humans can do that. Only few superheroes, Superman, chief among them, could catch a exploding uh, the, the the capsule where I'm assuming the cosmonauts are uh, that is exploding, and he saves them and lands it, and it looked so graceful. Uh, the one thing I wanted to ask you is, did you notice that everything's a lot brighter in this trailer than it was in Man of Steel? I did. I did. I, I have to think that that's, I, you know, I, I, not to jump too far off of what you're asking me, but, like, I am really, I have to say, I am really impressed by the fact that Warner Brothers clearly had this plan in place, which was to do that ending on Man of Steel where Metropolis is so, you know, wrecked. And... They allowed themselves to pretty much take a bunch of crap for a couple of years from fanboys about it and from film critics because that was really, to me, the major criticism coming out of Man of Steel, which was it was it was sort of a side pocket to my major criticism of Man of Steel, which to me it's it's not a very joyful film. Um, but they knew what they had planned, and they couldn't say anything. Because obviously they weren't going to come right out, you know, a month later after Mandy Steele and go, guys, 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 we're going to handle this. <laughs> they they had to just, they had to take a bunch of crap for a couple of years, and that's pretty gutsy for a corporation to do. I think that's a pretty gutsy move. So Zack Snyder or whoever must have really sold them on it, and I I think they deserve credit for it. They are dealing with the ramifications of the previous film, and that's 
That, that's a fairly new concept when it's not built in that there was definitely going to be a sequel. So I, I, I really thought that was really uh, quite impressive. But yeah, I agree. It, this does look like a brighter film than, than Man of Steel. Do you yeah, see, so- there's genuine reds there on Superman. Yeah, the uh, the sequence where Lois is kind of putting her hand on his S symbol and right. saying this means something. I was like, wow, that's that's the brightest I have seen that symbol on screen. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and there were moments where it was lit fairly well in Man of Steel, but it's just like all of the uh, trailers and ads for that just wanted to showcase, you know, how you know, like like how shadowy everything looked, and here, you know. The colors are still the color palette of the film is still kind of muted, but you know when he's walking into that you know congressional chamber, you see his entire costume. You see yep. the reds and the blues and everything, and I was really impressed with that. And that 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 that's where I started feeling a little better. Good to see a little bit of Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Uh, I don't know how this man from the trailer, maybe it's different in the film can say that uh, he's doing a serious, non-campy Lex Luthor. (laughs) When you look at that hair and that dress, it's just like, dude, you are modern-day Gene Hackman. Let's let's be honest here. It it reminded me of the Lex Luthor from Superman Returns. You know, how Spacey played the Gene Hackman Lex Luthor, but then this is a a Lex Luthor that, you know, was assaulted in jail. So he's, he's a little, he's a little darker, a little more dour. Uh, and I just, I liked everything, just about everything about the trailer made me happier than the previous one. It was really cool seeing Wonder Woman. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, and, and not only just her as Diana, you know, in, in, in elegant dresses and such, uh, but her like, you know, like clanging her bracelets yep. together. Yep. And uh, I don't know if that if that like you know semi spherical explosion happens after that in the movie, but it played well in the trailer. I'll tell you yes. that right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, I, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Yeah. No, that was that was. I mean, I'm obviously very excited to see Superman and Batman in a movie together, and I think they that's the reason they hold in that final shot of the two of them standing there because they just want to give you that moment of like, here they are together, and it, it's sort of I watched it several times today. Uh, luckily, because I'm in the trailer business, I get to watch Batman Superman trailer, and I'm like, hey, I'm working. Uh, <laughs> but it was like, it was amazing to me that it's like, wow, this has never been done before. <laughs> mm-hmm. It almost feels like an act of corporate malfeasance that, you know, you've had these two franchises back and forth for all these years, and they've never, they, just now they're crossing over. But I, I, if everything else, I'm actually more excited about Wonder Woman. I really am. I'm like, she, this character absolutely deserves to be done in live action. They're all credit to Linda Carter, but Linda Carter should not still be the face of live action Wonder Woman. You know, she, yeah. she has not been Wonder Woman for 35 years. For God's sakes, give us a new Wonder Woman. And that the two shots I thought were really powerful and I was I was thrilled that they worked that in there. I was so thrilled that I wasn't even upset that Aquaman's not in it. You know, I was like, he's got a cameo, it would have been hard working him in. Same thing with Flash or Cyborg, but I was I thought it was great to see Wonder Woman. Well, you know, a couple weeks ago, the Entertainment Weekly cover hit, and we saw her costume and color, you know, instead of that brown, you know, that sepia tone thing they released last year at at Comic-Con. But I I looked at that cover, and, you know, Batman looks pretty cool, Superman looks pretty cool, but I looked at her and went, one, God, that woman is gorgeous. (laughs) Holy crap. You know, I was just like, I didn't, I mean, I knew she was attractive, but they, they sold her in that, on that cover. But I looked at the, the color palette of it. I'm like, God, those blues and reds really pop off of that, you know, that suit. And I, and I know with all three of these characters, there, there are fans of the characters that believe that this film is not going to do any of them justice. I think the only people that are going to be not upset are Batman fans. Right. Uh, because, well, you know, it's, they're Batman fans. I, I'm not trying to insult anybody, but there's a segment of Batman fandom right now that just cannot accept Batman not being the coolest thing on the planet mm-hmm. and is totally set to see Superman uh, get his butt kicked. And I think they're going to be a little disappointed because Zack Snyder at that Comic-Con panel said that the suit you see, that mech suit, is not there to augment his strength. It's there to protect him. Right, sure. And 
that to me said, Batman's going to take a beating in this movie. <laughs> it's not going to be him whoop, whooping up on Superman. He's probably going to get some good shots, and we saw Kryptonite, so obviously... Yeah, that, yeah, that figures into it, of course. That's going to that's gonna play into it. I, I think the one shot that actually almost had me gasp was when they opened the body bag and there was Zod's face. Yeah, Michael Shannon. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And they're on the IMDb page for Batman v Superman, uh, Criminal Intent, I think uh, <laughs> was the working title that they, they decided to... Special Victims Unit didn't really play either. But uh, no, uh, on, the, on the message board, somebody posted like this supposedly leaked story outline where they beat for beat went through the film. And, you know, you've seen that kind of stuff before and you're like, yeah, it doesn't, eh, no, nah, it's probably not real. There were things in that trailer that matched with that, hmm. that, um, that outline, you know, Zod's body, uh, Perry White arguing with Clark Kent about him doing the Batman story, by the way, very happy to see Clark Kent. Yes. Like yeah. in the glasses, in the daily planet. Yep arguing with his boss about a story yep just just made me so happy and you know through through the course of watching the trailer i was just getting this kind of sick in my stomach feeling you know as 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 neat as i thought it was i'm like god is this just gonna be everyone hates superman and then it hit me probably not i mean that's probably what they want to sell the movie on I think in the end Superman's going to come out come come out looking pretty good in this film towards the end because I don't think they're going to have at the beginning of the film is Superman dangerous and should we fear him and at the end of the film everyone go yeah we're afraid of Superman that 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 seems like poor storytelling yeah uh, so. yeah I mean I think he's clearly a symbol of hope to some people in the film like there's that scene of the people on the on the roof. Mm-hmm. With the flood, and they've, and I love the idea of using the S shield as you know the way that people at Hurricane Katrina, you know, had the, the the symbols to let the government know that people were in the building. The idea of using Superman's S as like a marker, I love that. I thought that's great. I love that idea of like, hey, Superman, come save us. I thought that was a really smart use of the, of the symbol. I mean, Alfred was the one that 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 gave me my my hope for it because he looks at Bruce at one point in the trailer and goes this man is not our enemy. Yep. Yep. And it's it that's when it hit me. Batman's crazy in this movie. <laughs> he is he is they're taking elements of Dark Knight Returns because obviously they can't adapt that fully because it's a completely different dynamic. Uh you know, you you can't you can't have Superman being a willing stooge of the government if the government is denouncing Superman. That, that doesn't work. Yeah. But to have him come out of retirement uh, and beating people up and, you know, the, the, the they had a shot of a bunch of bats flying out. I don't know if that's going to be like a flashback because God knows we we need to see the, the Waynes die again because <laughs> it hasn't been covered in film. So I'm kind of glad that, that – wow, really – um, if I never see Batman or Spider-Man's origin again, I will be perfectly fine. <laughs> but I'm wondering if he has those bats like as a torture device. Like that's what he uses to scare the crap out of people. Uh, it was interesting, though, seeing the comedian as Bruce Wayne's dad. <laughs> that I was just like and, – and then I started doing the math on it. You know, Batman I, – I, I think you probably share this feeling. Batman's always older than us. You know, he's always been older than oh, us. Good so, Lord, I hope so. <laughs> so, so his, uh, no, but I'm just like, like, like the, per, you know, like, like when you see Batman, even though he's a young man, he still seems like he's older than yeah, us. Yeah, no, yeah, it's like, the, it's like the president. I don't ever want the president to be older than, to be younger than me. I'll feel like, boy, <laughs> I've accomplished nothing. The president, there's a, there's a 42-year-old president now. Like, I, I can't live with that. But Affleck's like, what, 44. I think yeah, he's about he's he's about my age. I think so. Well, yeah, I think he's four, 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 44, 45. So doing that math, the Waynes died in like nineteen eighty. <laughs> I want to know what movie they were coming out of. Flash Gordon, maybe, or Empire Strikes <laughs> Back, or you know, Swamp Thing. I don't, you know. <laughs> uh, Joe Chill's final words are: "Your father, your father's gonna die too," and shoots him. <laughs> 
or either that or, or they come out and they're talking about the fact that Vader is Luke's father and Joe Chill hadn't seen the film yet. Yeah, there you go. Got yeah. so yeah. angry. That Damn it! <laughs> this was before spoiler warnings were a thing. But no, um, you know, I, I, I this this film is problematic because, you know, Man of Steel came out and within Superman fandom, there was the closest thing we've ever gotten to a bar fight uh, amongst ourselves. And that is still going on. People are still arguing about Man of Steel. People are still taking shots at Man of Steel. And I think for the most part, their objections to the film are perfectly valid and I share a lot of them. That that there was that wasn't the Superman film I wanted. You know, I, I I wanted something very different from what I was given. But for what I was given, it was an interesting take on the character. It was not a film for Superman fans. It was a film for the people that are now going to comic book movies, and this is what they think they wanted. You know, whether or not that's true, I can't really say. But, you know, comic books sell 70, 80,000 if they're lucky. You know, film, you know, Avengers made $1 billion. Yep. That's, you know, Man of Steel worldwide did 700 and some million dollars, okay? So that's, they're looking at that money more than, you know, us who read the comics and have been lifelong fans of these characters. They care about us. But only, but they really care about the new audience more. I think DC has done a pretty bang-up job banging that uh, over our heads in the last couple of years, especially with this DCU uh, thing that they're doing now. So now we're going to add in the Batman fans, which isn't going to make things better, because now we're going to have infighting amongst the Superman fans we're going to have fighting between the Batman and the Superman fans. And I'm sure there's <laughs> Batman fans out there that are like, why are you making this? And Nolan made the only Batman films that matter. So it's, it's going to be really interesting when this film actually comes out to see what social media, how social media reacts to it. Meanwhile, us Wonder Woman and Aquaman fans are just so grateful. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're like, fine, fine, would you, fine. Would you guys shut up? <laughs> it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to see Aquaman on the big screen. It, like, oh my God. You know? So, uh, by the way, I should address people have wondered whether that one scene underwater is Aquaman. I'm guarantee it isn't. Cause Hey, first of all, that looks like it's a small child. And, yeah. and B, whoever it is, has got a scuba mask on. And uh, I'm pretty sure Aquaman does not need a scuba mask to survive. So they're clearly not. But, I mean, they're not showing a lot of things. Like I mentioned, they're not showing Flash. They're not showing Cyborg. They're not showing potentially Jenna Malone as Robin, which is that other rumor um, that's been floating around. I like the idea that, that, that there's a dead Robin in this universe. Yeah. Um, that's a really I, – I missed that the first couple of times, the, the the costume with the Joker scrawl on it. I thought it was a Batman costume because it has those scallops on the glove. And then somebody said, no, no, it's a Robin costume. And then I examined it and I saw the R and I was like, oh, wow. Like So it's I, I, I am scared that Zack Snyder, who I don't think is a particularly great filmmaker – uh, I, th I think he has great intros, and then the films quickly nosedive. I, I felt that was true of Watchmen and of Dawn of the Dead. Uh, he's biting off a lot here. I mean, mm -hmm. he is biting. I mean, the idea that you're going to incorporate Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, and Flash, and then all their and all the supporting characters is just a, a huge undertaking. Uh, but you know, I, I, like you said, I I, I was pretty happy when i saw this i was like okay this gives me a better idea of the story um what is your take on the scene which seems to be driving people the most nuts which is the angry martha kent tells earthlings to go f themselves <laughs> well <laughs> here's the thing when i uh when the first trailer for steel hit and and you know young clark kent goes you know what i was supposed to let people i right. and jonathan's reaction was maybe maybe, maybe. My reaction to that was, oh, God, we're going to be arguing about this until the movie comes out and then after the movie comes out. Because everything's a freaking argument in Superman fandom right now. But when I saw that, I was just like, oh, crap, it's going to happen all over again. Because here's my take on it. Where's Glenn Ford when you need him? <laughs> uh, Martha Kent 
and the Kents in general have never really had to deal with a public hating their son. When I think of, you know, the Superboy stories of the pre-crisis and then the post-crisis world where, you know, Martha and Jonathan were such an integral part of Clark's life, they never had to deal, or they very rarely had to deal, with a public and a government disliking and distrusting their son. They've always been there to be his support structure, but it's easy to be your support, the support structure when everyone's kind of on your side. Yeah. So we're in uncharted waters here on that, on that front. And my take on it was, this is her kid. You know, yeah, he's, he's Superman and he's the symbol of hope and all this, but at the end of the day, this is the little boy that she had to talk down after he freaked out over his powers kicking in and, you know, make the world smaller. I mean, that's who she sees when she sees her son. So if the entire world was like down on my kid, I'd be like, screw them. You know, you know, she, she doesn't tell him to stop. She's like, be their beacon, be their symbol or, or, or don't be anything. You don't owe these people anything. That would be my reaction as a parent. Right uh, to it, and I thought that was very real. Again, Superman fans are going to hate it. It makes a lot of sense in that. First of all, she lost her husband to this. Yes, uh, in in a in a scene that I don't want to bother to get into. But uh, you know, so you could picture that she's probably pretty bitter. She's still a young woman. Uh, you know what I mean? She's she's living a lot of her life without her husband, and that's probably very upsetting. Uh, and then, you know, not to try and go and apologize for everything this trailer does or doesn't do or whatever, but if you look at the shot after she goes on her whole rant about, you know, screw earthlings, who cares, they have that reverse angle shot of Henry Cavill. And when he's looking at his mother, it's it's kind of a look of pity. Mm-hmm. It's not a look of like, yeah, ma, you're right. It's a look of kind of like what happens when, you know, your parents son- suddenly just start telling you about, oh, you know what I heard about? You know what I heard on Fox News? <laughs> okay. All right, mom. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Right. I had that moment with my dad the other day, as a matter of fact. So yes, I know exactly you're what you're right. They're, they're opening internment camps in Texas. Yes, yes. Okay, I got to go. You know, so he kind of gives her that look a little bit. And so I have to wonder if that's not that's that's Superman's reaction to his mother's bitterness, which is kind of like, all right, mom, I understand. But this this makes me sad a little because I'm going to go off and do this and I have to do this. So, I, I you know, I mean, I felt like they picked that reverse angle for a reason. Uh, trailers are sculpted and scalloped, you know, mm-hmm. within an inch of their lives. No scene in a trailer is accidentally put in. Uh, so to show that shot, although I, I don't wonder why they're so afraid of Henry Cavill talking. He, he, he doesn't talk in, in this entire trailer. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that scene, I, I understand why you don't necessarily want to have angry, bitter Kents all the time. But it makes sense that Martha Kent would be that way, you know. And so that scene just kind of just went, all right, hopefully they'll transition out of that and, you know, I've said this before. I, I said this uh, when we talked about the teaser trailer in the Firewater podcast. And it's like, I don't know that this is what they're doing. But I'm hoping that the, this film, I mean, you know, the name of the damn movie is Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. The movie will end with the formation of the Justice League. All our heroes together. And that will be the point where this movie franchise, this DC Universe franchise, turns towards the light. Yes, and and you're. I mean, it's darkest before the dawn. That's you know that that's a thing, and it's like we're going to take it down this dark road, but we're going to come out the other side. And if they do that, if they pull that off, I think this could be more emotionally resonant a comic book movie than I think virtually anything Marvel's been able to pull off. I mean, again, I'm not I'm not trying to like DC versus Marvel. You can enjoy all the films, you know. There's no. But I will say from my experience, I've seen every Marvel movie in the theater, every single one. And outside of Guardians of the Galaxy, 
and the Captain America movies, I don't feel much when I see these movies. I enjoy them or don't enjoy them in the case of like Iron Man 3. But like I, I don't feel anything. I just kind of go, all right, I was entertained for two hours. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. was really good. Oh, I like that scene. In the Avengers. But I don't feel anything. I don't I – don't, and that was why Man of Steel sort of bothered me because I sort of love Superman so much and I love Superman movies and I love Christopher Reeve as Superman so much. That I felt no joy coming out of Man of Steel. And that was the part that bothered me the most. Which I just was like, I, I wanted to be kind of happy at the end of that movie and I wasn't. But if they do that, if the end of this movie is the, the Justice League formed and the sun is shining. And man, we have now, we're, we're, we've shown the world that these heroes exist and they're here to fight. That, that might be so powerful that it'll just be unlike any, and, and it'll be worth all of this sort of naysaying that we're going into. Whether Zack Snyder can do it, that's a whole other question. But it's, I feel like that we're, it's pointing in that direction a little bit, and then that makes me very hopeful. Yeah, the, the, the fact that David Goyer, it, it, it's not his final script, it's Woo! Chris Terrio, <laughs> uh, made me think that when they brought Ben Affleck on, the, and they decided to include Batman for realsies, uh, that the entire tenor of the movie changed. Because originally there was just going to be Man of Steel 2. Right. Yes, and exactly right. It, it was, it was going to be the follow-up to this. And then they decide, okay, we're a little... I'm, this, is, this is all fan speculation, obviously. I don't have a bug at Warner Brothers, obviously. Uh, otherwise, I'd be probably making more money than I am right now, <laughs> uh, ferreting information to websites. Yeah, Mike, yeah, but, Mike come on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I think once Batman became involved, and once they brought in this other writer, I, I think it became it went from being kind of a big action piece. And they explored themes in, the, in in Man of Steel. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and dog David Goyer to the point that you know he's 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 such a bad writer. But that that script was so lopsided. It was just like introspection, introspection, introspection. Okay. We got a third of the film out of the way with the introspection. Here's nothing but people hitting each other mm-hmm. for like this third act, which goes on forever. Oh, it's the end. No, it's not the end. Now Superman and Zod have to fight. You know, you know the 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 pacing of that movie was all off. I think with this one, if they can, if they deal with what happened in Man of Steel, one that shows, like we were kind of saying before, that shows that. They're not just sweeping that under the rug. They're not letting it just sit there. Yep. They're, you know, it's not how I want a Superman story structured, to be fair. I think Superman's the one hero that should get the pass. But even if Mark Wade says that that's a naive way of thinking, and he is a much bigger Superman fan than I am, I think, uh, I, think I, can, I, I can give that some, at least some leeway. If they are exploring a Batman that suffers this tragedy, you know, there's that thing where he's like, you let your family die. What does that mean? Did did he have like a wife there? Uh, Because there was a Superman Batman film in development for a while there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wolfgang Peterson. I think that's right. Yeah. Wolfgang Peterson. Yep. And the plot of that film was Batman's wife dies and he goes a little crazy. And him and Superman kind of go at it. You know, they never let things completely die in Hollywood. Uh, you know, sc- bits and pieces of past scripts tend to find their way. If you if you chart the course of Superman uh, coming to film from, you know, going all the way from Superman Lives, uh, which that documentary came out on DVD recently. Ah, I'm dying I'm, to see that. I'm looking forward to my copy getting to me. Uh and if you chart like the different script beats and everything, little bits and pieces of all that showed up in Man of Steel. So I'm sure they looked at that script because they paid for it. So obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're going to use it as a resource at least and probably pulled out little chunks. And if that's the case, if Batman's family died in the course of this movie or in the course of the destruction of Metropolis, and now we're going to deal with a Batman that is over the edge and he comes out on the other side of that. That's powerful. That's a good Batman story to tell. And and let's be fair. This is the first time the Batman costume has looked like the Batman costume. Mm. 
you know, it's the Dark Knight Returns, you know, after the the the, the oval costume gets shredded costume. I, I will admit that. But even going back to the Keaton and Kilmer and Clooney films, they completely changed the dynamic of what a Batman costume looks like on screen. And and I'm I'm here to tell you that all of the Batman costumes from the Nolan films look like crap to me. I mean, I just I just never liked any of them. I saw what they were trying to do, and I'm like, guys, you're overthinking this. This we don't care, you know. We we really don't care. We just want to see Batman on the screen, yep. and you know, he's not wearing the trunks. Who cares? He hasn't worn the trunks in years, but he looks like you know, he looks like roided out Batman, but he looks like freaking Batman. And Affleck, I was never one of these people that was upset that. Affleck was cast in this role because I think Ben Affleck is actually a really good actor. Uh, he's taken some crap movies over the years, but I think over the past like decade, he has really come through as both an actor and a director. Yeah. Oh, that's know? sure. Yeah. So I knew, and I knew he loved this character and everyone's like, well, he sucked in daredevil. Well, let's, let's, let's face it. The script sucked. That's in daredevil. not his fault. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that movie was not his fault. So, I, I think, you know, you have as your, your Facebook profile picture that, 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 that <laughs> Angry one Bruce look. Wayne. <laughs> but I was just like, that's Bruce Wayne. You know, he looks like an older, in his 40s, Bruce Wayne. And I was very impressed with that. And it's going to be funny to see. I, I'm hoping that, you know, because we have to have Batman at a party, because uh, every Batman movie has to have Batman at a party as Bruce Wayne or Batman. It doesn't really matter. It's kind of weird. Uh, that that seems to be a commonality in all these films. But um, it's going to be interesting to see him and Diana interact. And I agree with you. If they can pull this off, if it's not a mess of characters, and if it flows as a story and everything's brought in organically, I think this has the potential to be one of the best comic book films of all time. And... Again, I, I, I share in people's apprehension, and I share in the feeling that some people have that this isn't the version of the characters they want to see, and I feel you. I mean, I haven't had a decent run of Superman comics in 10 years. I mean, 10 years. I mean, I did the math on it. It's, it's really been that long, and that depresses the crap out of me because DC shows really no desire to tell a traditional Superman story at this point. So I got to go to the adapted material. And here I have a Superman who has a cape, who has all of his powers. Uh, the symbol look, is smaller than Man of Steel, but I still really like the design of that S symbol. Uh, and Henry Cavill was great with the role he was given. You know, I, I when he put on the costume... And, you know, he stood up as Superman for the first time. I was like, okay, this, this guy, this guy's just figuring it out. You know, I, I, I think more than anything, what people are kind of grading against is, is what Superman, the movie is a good example. I have a point. I promise. Uh, Superman, the movie, we saw Krypton, we saw Smallville and we saw Superman premiere for the first time. When Superman stepped out of that revolving door and the pimp said something to him uh, and the John Williams music, you know, flourished, Superman had everything figured out. He knew everything he needed to do. He knew that he needed to catch Lois and catch the helicopter and then he flew around and he did a bunch of stuff and the only time he got caught flat-footed is when Lex Luthor hit him with the kryptonite. Lois and Clark... Pretty much when he shows up as Superman, you know, while there is kind of a learning curve over the season, he still kind of got things kind of worked out. We've never seen a Superman that five minutes after deciding this is what he's going to do, there's an alien invasion. Right. You know, he, you know, he's never faced somebody on his power level. He's never dealt with destruction on that level. And now we're going to see the fallout of that. And if people can just kind of try to accept it on that term, on those terms, and judge it by what it is instead of what they want it to be, I know that's hard, and I know sometimes I'm the exact opposite of that. But 
to me, I'm just willing, I'm so willing to give this movie a chance. You know, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I, I, I feel so much better about it than I did after that teaser trailer. Uh, and, and if Jesse Eisenberg says one more time that his Lex Luthor isn't campy, I'm going to just put that the red capes are coming thing on repeat and just make him listen to it. Kind of, you know, Malcolm McDowell in Clockwork. I, I, I really love that bit. I really think it's creepy and weird and odd. So, I mean, what Jesse Eisenberg, how Jesse Eisenberg perceives himself as Lex Luthor as we've heard about his comments about going to San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where, what world he's necessarily in, but I, I like what I'm seeing. So, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything you said. And I'm, I'm trying to also look at it on a macro sense and that, you know, just, I know my personality and like, I tend to, I think I lean towards of a, like of a depressive nature. And I think I tend to look things more negatively than positively, but I'm trying to scale back here and saying, you know, in the space of five months, I am going to be able to watch a new James Bond movie, a new Star Wars movie, yeah. and a Superman Batman movie. Things are pretty friggin' good. Uh, even if they're all of them are not as great as I want them to be, this is this is fanboy buffet uh, on a scale unseen in in, in 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 ever. You know, so I'm just trying to like. Right now, I'm just enjoying the heck out of it. I'm watching this trailer a bunch of times, and I'm I even I'm enjoying the Suicide Squad trailer, seeing Batman on the roof of a car. I'm like, that's that's Batman, that's Batman to me. Him beating the crap out of about to beat the hell out of the Joker or Deadshot or whatever he's doing. So, I, I yeah, I the, to me this this trailer was perfectly timed. Uh, I think putting it out at at, at at the con when Star Wars was not showing a new trailer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes a lot of sense because that's kind of this – it's this trailer that's sort of sucking up all the oxygen right now, uh, which I think is a, a good marketing move. So, yeah, I'm very excited. And like I said, we haven't even mentioned other than briefly, I'm going to get to see Aquaman on the big screen. That is uh, unbelievable. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I'm happy for Aquaman fans. I have uh, – I've never been one of those people that makes fun of Aquaman. I, I have always considered him to be – and, and and consider always being from my early twenties till today. So let, let you know to be fair about that. But you know, in in, in my in my head camp quote, um, Emily Middleton. Uh, you know, Aquaman is one of the the, the pillars of the DC universe. It's yep. not a trinity. It's 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 what Grant Morrison and Mark Wade referred to as the Magnificent Seven. Right. You know you you know it doesn't matter which version of Green Lantern or Flash is there. They need to be there, it, 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 but Aquaman needs to be there, yep. and Martian Manhunter, who sadly is not going to be there, but we're going to have Cyborg, who I like as a character, and willing, you know, they, they've done a good enough job of selling him as one of, like, the big heavyweights of the DC Universe that I'm willing to accept it at this point. Like, when, when they announce the new 52 and they say Cyborg's going to take Martian Manhunter's place, I was really bummed out initially, but... You know, of all the things they did wrong in that first arc, I think Cyborg was the best thing about it, uh, was kind of seeing his origin. And we're probably, rumor is we're going to see that here. So you have all these really kind of interesting things. Like like you said, we're we're heading into this new age of comic book films. Because you know we, we you know Marvel has done a great job of paving the way. I think I think you're absolutely right in that if Zack Snyder is able to pull this off, and if Warner Brothers is able to pull this off, they're going to pull. They're going to change public perception of their movies. Yep. Because I'm telling you right now, last year after Comic Con, everyone was still dogging on Warner Brothers and their comic book properties. After the Suicide Squad trailer and this trailer. I'm not seeing that as much. I'm yep. seeing people complaining about it, but I'm also seeing more people going, oh my God, did you see that? When I saw that Suicide Squad trailer, I'm going to be honest with you, everything I've seen about Suicide Squad has made me go, mm-mm, no, I don't really want to see this. But when they had that creepy music playing, and especially Harley Quinn, who they completely sold in that trailer, mm-hmm. um, and she's not 
bad to look at either. I will add that. But no. just like when they opened it with Amanda Waller going, Superman's existence opened the floodgates with these people. I was like, <gasps> you know, it's just like this is everything we've wanted, and maybe and hopefully. This will show D- Warner Brothers that, yeah, having their films be connected might be a good idea, because the bulk of them are. I think, is the Shazam supposed to be in the same I have, I have not heard. I, I can't imagine it would be separate, but I, I haven't heard anything. See, it works either way, because Captain Marvel on his I'm sorry, Shazam on his own. He's not Captain Marvel <laughs> anymore. No, it's Captain Marvel. Uh, <laughs> I know that. Uh, but him on his own works, but him as part of a larger universe also works for me. It's like one of the few characters that I'm good with either way. Uh, and, and just just seeing The Rock as, as Black Adam will is enough. Oh, to it's brilliant. <laughs> it's just like how it's it's like not since Sam Elliott as Thunderbolt Ross and Dina Meyer as Barbara Gordon have I looked at casting and went yes. That is perfect. Yep. Congratulations. Yep. Well you done. Yep. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with this. No, I, you know, I, I, I seem to spend all my time arguing about Superman. Uh, it, it's kind of nice to come on to a place where I get to kind of not have to defend my position so much. So It's comic pre- books, for God's sakes. Let's not take this so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, what you said, though, about how... You know, we're getting all of this stuff in a relatively short period of time. But just more than anything, since I was a little kid watching the Super Friends, I've always kind of wanted to see that live action. And yeah, you had in Batman Forever, Bruce Wayne going, that eh, must be halfway to Metropolis. Halfway to Metropolis, yep. And then on the season premiere of Lois and Clark, two, three months later, he goes, I, I don't think they heard you in Gotham City. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that, that. That's kind of cool, but that's the closest these two characters have ever really gotten. I mean, Clark Kent got to interact with everybody in the Justice League on Smallville, except Batman. Right. You know, uh, which is probably good, because he probably would have ended up dating Lois Lane, because everybody else freaking ended up (laughs) dating Lois Lane on that show before he did. So, you know, whatevs. But it's a different dynamic. It's uh, Batman, you know in his later years with a brand new Superman. But when he stands up out of the Batmobile at the end of that trailer, and they're just looking at each other, (laughs) I got the same feeling I got in the Avengers trailer. When I saw cap Iron Man and Thor all standing Mm -hmm, together, mm -hmm. it's just like, Oh, this is happening. This is real. Yeah. This is a real thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't just us talking about it. You know, because I can see Batman and Superman interacting all the time. I go to conventions. You know, you can see live-action versions of these characters, but those aren't put out by Warner Brothers. Those aren't official. And this is is official. This is, you know, what they're putting forward. And, you know, you can sit there and complain about it, and I understand why you do, but at the same time, maybe you should just try to sit back and enjoy with what we've been given and maybe it'll be better than you think it is. Because I think people have this film, like, locked and loaded, and and, and, and it's going to suck, you know, even before seeing more than the three and a half minutes we've seen already. Right. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it's uh, There is something to be said for just, you know, for a moment, just taking back and appreciating what you're seeing. And I said, I'm enjoying it. When I was a kid, having a new James Bond movie was enough for, like, a year. You know, yeah. that, that was enough to dine on. And then the idea that there's going to be Star Wars, Superman, Batman, it's it's just crazy. So uh, we could go on a lot longer. I think we should stop here unless you have anything else you necessarily want no, to do. No, I, I think I think I've uh, I think I've talked enough. All right. Fair enough. So uh, we got to get Mike on to his next podcast. He's got like 17 podcasts lined up tonight. So <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it at the last minute and making time in your schedule and coming on to talk about this trailer. I had so much to say about it, and I just was like, I don't want to wait a whole week, you know, until – Knucklehead is back. I, I wanted to get on it as soon as possible. So, uh, Mike, where can people find you on the Internet? Actually, it would be easier to list the places where people can't find you on the Internet. But, you know, give us like a couple of places where people can find you on the Internet. Well, one of them uh, that has to do with Superman is Fortress of Bailey Tude, which is my Superman blog. Uh, like he needed it. But still, I did it. Anyways. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I always feel bad. I always feel weird, like interacting with you and, and Shag and all that. Cause you've got blogs of characters that need someone to celebrate them. I think people know who Superman is, but, uh, I'll post like random stuff that, 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 uh, tracks uh, that, that I like about Superman on there. Uh, 
also it is the second home to From Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast, which I host with Jeffrey Taylor, where we're going through the uh, post-crisis adventures of Superman uh, one half month at a time. Uh, there's Bailey's Batman podcast, and I mentioned that because five minutes before Rob and I started recording, the episode that he was on went live. Oh, cool. Uh, so it's out. I'm about to start promoting it on Facebook. He and I spent about an hour and 20-odd minutes talking about Detective Comics number 500. Uh, and I feel bad because I feel like I talked too much and didn't let you talk enough. But it was it was a fun time nonetheless. So you can find that at baileysbatmanpodcast.com. And views from the long box, uh, which Rob uh, has some guest appearances slated to uh, as I'm getting everything worked out for that. Oh, so that's right. Uh, that's right. It's it's that's gonna be fun. Yes, uh, it's absolutely. a tease, but it's it's gonna be a lot of fun if I can if I can pull this off. Uh, it'll be like Zack Snyder pulling off the Justice League. <laughs> so no no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just um, just those places. You know, they have links to other things I do. So I uh, I, I am glad though that you do more than like one podcast because when I was typing up where people could find you today. It was just like, ha, 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 ha. now it's not just me that has a thousand things going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, we, uh, of course, for anybody listening to, to us, you can find us at AquamanTrine.net and FirestormFan.com. The Tumblr is FireWaterPodcast.comGuest.net. Uh, what did I just say? No, the Tumblr is FireAndWaterPodcast.tumblr.com. The email address is firewater podcast at congress.net and the blog is fireandwaterpodcast.blogspot.com again mike thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it and uh, thanks everybody for listening until next time fan the flame ride the wave and what's uh, the red coats are coming no i blew the line all right anyway you know what i'm saying bye guys. shine the bat signal <laughs> yeah, shine yeah, you know i saw that meme today where it was you know things are serious when batman is calling batman with the bat signal <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman and Firestorm fighting crime together. Soak them down or burn them up. No one does it better. Whenever you find trouble, they'll always be there to catch them in a bubble or even torch their hair. Stand for truth and justice and see on land and air. Firestorm and Aquaman, they make a super pair. Aquaman. We're friends forever. Yeah! The red capes are coming. The red capes are coming.